My name is Aaron McManus, and you are listening to the Battle Ready Podcast. I'm here with my dad, Erwin Rafael McManus. We're here together in the same city. We're back in LA. We've Finally. been in New York. Yes. It's uh, great to be home. You were in New York twice. I was. I was there two different weeks in a row. And I decided not to come back and just stay there. Yes, you did. So I was there for like two weeks and it was a long time. It's the longest I've been there in five years. Is no, it ever too years. long to stay in New York? Yes. Sometimes. <laughs> it it is like- New it York, does, I love you. Just no, I love that. New York too. I think- Mosaic, we need a mosaic in New York. We do. And um, I think we already have a mosaic community in New York. It's informal. And I think we need to formalize our community in New York. I think so too. But you know, like whenever you're traveling, being anywhere for longer than four days gets exhausting. That's true. That's you know? true. Because you kind of want to go home and sleep in your own bed and, and have some of your own routines and go to your own coffee shop and all that kind of stuff. Yeah. And, and shout out to the Soho Grand for taking care of me for, t- for, for like a week. And, and keeping me for 10 years, the, the Zoho Grand was my home away from home. It really, like when we were doing business, that's where yeah. we would go every, every, like every month. I, I mean, the, the guys who work the, the, the door, we the still door, know they, the valet guys. Like yeah. They friends. still know us from all the years back. And um, it's a it, great, it's a great place. It was really sweet during, during the pandemic. Uh, we started working with a new factory out there. Really, really cool guys. Uh, a guy named Arturo from Storytellers and Creators and, and an all Latin factory. Except for the 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 two Taiwanese guys I in think, the corner, I, I think John's white. John's white, yeah. And hips, the two the two Taiwanese guys, uh, husband and wife, they're 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 not white. So, but they're all so creative. They're all so creative and so kind. It's just a great community. So kind, and, and it was really good to be there. And so you sent me out during COVID, and I got stuck there during the blizzard, mm-hmm. and I almost. I got to a point where like, was I going to make it back for Christmas? <laughs> and you called me and you were like, son, I love you, but you better get that first flight out of New York City before your mom kills me. If That's you don't make right. it back to Christmas, you better never come. You, you may not want to come home. <laughs> yeah. You, you're going to save my life by getting home. So, <laughs> But, uh, you know, uh, being in New York was amazing. It was super cool to, to be back and create. And we were there together in the factory and like mm-hmm. in the, I say a factory, but really it's, it's just a really beautiful space where creativity happens. Yeah, it's, a, it's an incredible creative space where there's cutting and pattern making and tailoring and sewing and um, just the whole process of, of um, making clothes yeah. takes place, which is so great because you can come in with your designs and, and start that morning, you know, making patterns, cutting fabrics, so watching it getting sewn together and and then trying it on and sampling it and see if you got it right and then start all over again when you realize you got it wrong. <laughs> it's, it's, uh, yeah, that happened actually with that hoodie yeah. that you're wearing. That's right. This hoodie is a metaphor for why you should never give up on life because I love this hoodie. It's absolutely beautiful. Yes. Uh, the material I very, very carefully selected because I wanted to wear it. <laughs> we're actually drop. We're going to release that hoodie in a week, I think. We're going to release a new, a new collection. Yes, we are going to be releasing it. a series of what well, we have hoodies short coats, it's shorts. A new, it's a new capsule. Yeah. We got a bunch Houses, of different items. All right. from these Indian quilts that are just absolutely beautiful. Yeah. And we repurposed all these quilts and turned them into incredible design. Yes. Embrace yourself. <laughs> they will be expensive. So just save us the comments, you know, just support. Support <laughs> with your words. And if you want to buy, you can buy. Uh, but really, honestly, we're just excited to be kind of diving back into our creative kind of 
space in that way, you know? Yeah, no, it's exciting. And this, this hoodie took uh, two iterations because yeah. working with this material, uh, the patterns don't quite work the way that you would think they'd work. And uh, the, the first time through the hoodie um, was a bit of a um, disaster. Yeah, fashion tragedy. <laughs> yeah, it came out um, um, really bad. It came out really bad. Yeah. And we did not, we did not give up. We did not give up. And yeah, but yeah, I mean, here's the thing, though, is like you don't you rarely hit it the first time. Not if you're trying to make something new and unique. If you're working off of a block or a pattern that's, you know, really common or that is used a lot, it's a lot easier. But when you're when you're making enough refinements and adjustments and changes to um, to the patterns and if you're using really unique fabrics. That's where the, that's where it becomes tricky because if you change fabrics, the patterns don't work the same. Right. So we we landed in New York and it was raining, and so we missed the book club. <coughs> and then I didn't have you last week. We missed the book club. Book club, we got to start again because oh. I don't want to leave people high and dry. No, no, not at all. But we have just been a little busy, and I we were talking this morning, and I realized that that I'm back in McManus Gallery world. That my my winter is over. My spring, my <laughs> winter, Christmas break, whatever it is, like I didn't, I haven't stopped working since I landed. I was working till I fell asleep on my bed because I moved and I have no chairs in my house. So I, <laughs> the only place to sit is my bed or the floor, and the floor was cold. So I, slept, I sat on my bed and I fell asleep. And um, you know, and it, like we're back in it. We're releasing a few. We're gonna release a few different capsules over the next few weeks, month and a half, and. We will hopefully have <laughs> some things for you that are a bit more price point. Accessible. Accessible. Yes. Um, but really, like, this isn't the brand that is the most accessible, and that's okay. Right? Well, yeah, of course, because, you know, there are a lot of different spaces in which you can um, step into fashion. Uh, but we're not going to compete with Target and, and Walmart. You know, they can make a million things with uh maybe less expensive um, yeah they're doing millions of units yeah and and that drives down your ultimate your overall cost and it's at a lower quality even though it's great like i i you know i I have a lot of things from target i will only wear (laughs) sweatpants from walmart yeah and and then you have things that are in kind of the mid-range and uh you have um a different level of fabrics and then maybe a little level a different level of skill and yeah composition and design i think that's also why we named it what we named it mcmanus gallery because it it is more of an art expression yeah than it is us trying to be something that is accessible to everyone like when you own a piece Mm -hmm. it it isn't it it will last forever, but it will change. It will deteriorate. It will rip. You'll have to yeah. sew it. Like I love, we talk about it all the time. We're like, this thing is going to fall apart. Yeah. And you're going to, you're going to have to re like, you're going to have to t- like, um, patch it up and like make it messy and it, it will, it will lose its perfection. And like, that's the best part about, I think the kind of luxury goods that we're getting into. And, and on top of that, um, most, well, wow. Most of our stuff is really one of one and, um, we're not, not everything's going to be one of one. Right. Uh, but it's but almost everything we make is one of few. Right. And so uh, I would say the things we make a lot of that are the same, it may be just be 10 of them. And they're not even the same in, the, in, in those 10. So if you buy this hoodie, no one else in the world will have a hoodie that looks like it. If you buy the pair of shorts that are coming out, uh, you better go fast. If you like a pair of shorts, if you don't get it, it's gone. It's gone forever. Right. Uh, you, and we're really big. Like we, yeah. I'm not trying to make, we're not trying to make 
a million of anything. No, I love, right I love making, I mean, I, I love making one of one. The only thing I want to make a million of <laughs> is dollars. Whoa. And not shorts <laughs> or jackets. No, I'm good. Let's just, let's just make, let's, you know, and not that, not that the sole purpose is making money. And the reality is we're creating stuff that I think is more, uh, like we talk about it a lot. Like I wish people could just walk through it and people could like look at it like a gallery. People could touch actually it. touch it and try it on. Yeah. And it's just, it's a really beautiful, beautiful experience getting to create with you. So this has been fun. Yeah. And I'm more involved this time. You're so involved. And, you know, it's funny. funny I don't know if that's a good thing. One of the things that uh, my friend Paulo Limo is telling me, who him and his wife started at Cosmetics, is that they didn't take a salary for the first three years or first five years, something like that. And you, know, you would think that if you grew up a, a company from scratch, sold it for $1.2 billion dollars, that there was, there was never been a day that you did not have a salary, but for the first three to five years, they never got paid a penny. Yeah. And a lot of people think, oh, when you're starting a new business or you're starting something like a fashion company, oh, you must be doing it because it's just, you're just rolling in the cash. And truth is that, that as far as McManus Gallery goes, we're both free employees. <laughs> no, yeah, and I'm super free. <laughs> yeah, he's, um, uh, he's free and, and he's grateful. He's grateful to get <laughs> no, to do No, I'm that. not, we thought about it. Um, <laughs> what, what are you looking at? Won't they be here in time for Christmas if people order next week? Yes. Well, no, I don't know, Brooke. Don't limit us. <laughs> we might miss Christmas. I wouldn't. No, no, we will. No. no, I think our first drops next week on the fifteenth, and then we'll the last one will be December fifteenth, I think. Mm -hmm. And we're the hope is that like when it's December fifteenth, we're just going to two day ship yep. as much stuff as we can. And what I would say is that we don't have employees. No. So um, if you want. Whatever you want to buy by Christmas, you need to order it right away because basically it all comes down to how fast Aaron can put it into a box. <laughs> it, really, it really is. <laughs> and stamp it yeah. and send it to you. Yeah. And, um, and so basically we guarantee Christmas until we can't guarantee it. We're the most like non-luxury, luxury brand. <laughs> this, this is rogue. It is rogue, but this, it's, yeah, this but it's is from us the ground up. But this is the thing hard. though, is like, if you have a piece from us now, like this, like what I love, like we just wiped our Instagram, took everything off mm -hmm. for the most part. And I kind of love it because I'm like, you're not really going to be able to look back at the stuff that we've done. Like it is, if you see it out there, then we changed the labels, we've changed the name, we've changed the branding, we've changed the way we do things. Like so much has evolved in the second year versus the first year. And, and really that was year zero. And now this is year one. And yeah. now I feel like next year will be year two. And we'll like, we're just going to continue to grow and develop, you know? And everyone who is a part of it is getting to be a part of the process, not just the final product. Yeah. Which is to me really, really exciting. How often do you get to be a part of the beginning of something? I went to coffee this morning and, and I, oh, I, a couple of things. We have, I have exciting stories. Do you have exciting? No, oh, let me hear. I want to hear. No, well, one, I was at, I was a couple of things, like being in the beginning of something. Like mm -hmm. I, I ended up following this furniture designer last mm. week. And I probably just like being half awake on the flight, just DM'd him was like, hey, uh, just big, like loving what you're working on. Mm -hmm. Love your work, uh, you know. And then he responded like almost immediately. Oh, hey, wow. let's, uh, let's meet up. He's like, I'm in, I'm in New York, but I would love, I'm coming back to LA. We'd love to come by. Mm -hmm. He's like, come to my studio. Let's, let's sit down, let's talk. And it was really cool. We ended up having like this wonderful conversation, but it, talking about like being at the beginning of something, he was talking, he was like, man, like people who hit me up that, you know, he's he's got a decent following. It's not huge yet, but he, I think he has more of a, an artistic, like I think people in the art world are finding him and mm -hmm. kind of grabbing his pieces now before. 
But he was like, man, if someone's been following me on Instagram since like the beginning, I like hook them up. I like try to take care of them and give them a discount. <laughs> and I was like, that's really special, you know? But also at the same time, he was like, he was just like, because I, I, he's like, I want to build a following of not fans, but family and community. And he's like, and also when I design a piece, it's more about like, it, it value is something that shifts. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? He's like, I want someone who's really going to care about this because the value in that grows so mm-hmm. much. And, and I think about that with our clothing, like, Someone, I went to coffee this morning and the first thing the guy said was, hey, how much are those pants going to cost me? And I was like, probably a grand because they're the only ones that exist. And to make another one is, is going to be really complicated for me, you know? And from the sourcing to the flying and to the shipping and to like the everything that goes, all the components that go into something, it is genuinely uh, just, it's hard. Mm-hmm. It's, it's intricate. So are, it's we making, time consuming. are we making money on it? I don't know. It would be better to say like, it'd be better to be cool and be like, yeah, but we're not. (laughs) But maybe. I don't know. We're figuring it out. But, you know, if we keep uh, creating, designing, expressing um, what we see, our perspective. Yeah. I'm just going to trust that in three to five years, we're going to be okay. Oh, I'm, I, no, I mean, three to five years, we're going to be, I want to be in the MoMA. I don't want to be okay. I want to be in art galleries. Like, I want this stuff to be so nice. You don't want to wear it, but then you wear it because that's like the swag you have. Well, you see, that's the way I feel about it. And I mean, when I made this, this hoodie, I mean, right away, I thought to myself, I know I should sell this, but I'm not going to sell it. And yeah, and you're a thief. I am. And then when I made the this first. This guy, I'm in the factory 15 hours a day. <laughs> and I'm like, where's the coat? Where's the coat? Oh, Irwin took it. When did he take it? I walked him out. He put it in his backpack. He didn't want you to see it. You're kidding me. Well, I mean, I, I made the first two pair of wool shorts, cut those things, you know. And Yeah, where's the second pair? I still can't find the second pair. Mm. I only have one of them. Where's the other one? Who knows where it may No, be. but I need your size. I need your, I need your size. And, it stresses uh, me out. They're, they're absolutely beautiful. They're Friday. extraordinary. And, and then the first two shorts from the quilts were so breathtaking yeah i have those back i, I sold those but the funny thing about it is that you know how emotionally attached i get to every it's, piece of fabric it's so crazy and so, i just don't care and you told me dad go through and say goodbye to all the quilts i, I was yelling <laughs> in the factory say goodbye to all the quilts They're, I'm, we're selling these i have i have this level of of empathy and connectedness where every every fabric every quilt feels like it's a part of me now and and so when we have to cut it i go through a psychological process and, but something and, and, it's crazy and to, and to sell it to know that i'll never see that that pair of shorts again that's going to be somewhere it's in so new cra- york or somewhere in miami or in london yeah but, but my thing is this is that's just one thing i picked up uh why so when i worked there was like some isms that the creative director had and i didn't get to i didn't work with him one-on-one but i got to work with people who worked with him and, you know it's like mm-hmm. the layers and the culture trans uh, transfers mm-hmm. in the layers sure. of the company and one thing that he talked about was how I was able to work on a few of the store openings. And like when the stores would open, he would never walk in it again. Mm-hmm. He would send friends. He would send, he would hear about through clients, but he would never walk back in it again. And I wondered like why that was. And I brought that into Mosaic in a bit, but I definitely think we need to bring this into you a little bit <laughs> because he just felt like the moment that the store was open, it was no longer for him. It was for the world, yeah, for people to come in. Like I don't go to church on Sunday mm-hmm. and feel like that's for me because mm-hmm. I don't like being stressed. So going to church, being stressed is not fun. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. but you go to, you go to, you go to church and to be, re- to be refreshed and, and renewed and to be challenge yourself. But you know, when it's, um, when we do this stuff, I'm like, it's, it's time to release it. 
Mm-hmm. Then there's like, like I know we have that pair of pants. Yeah. And we took my pair of Carhartts, double need that were super washed down and ripped and just, and like pulled them apart and built a new pant. And, and then, but the new was so much more extraordinary. Than and the old. I'm a good son. I made it in your size. Mm. And we're going to sell it. We're going to well, sell we, it. We may sell it. But let's dive into a couple <laughs> principles, right? Let's dive into a couple principles. Well, uh, I, I think one thing is um, don't sell anything you, you don't love or don't sell something you wouldn't wear. What, what are you talking about? But you have a hard time letting people go too, like firing people. Well, of course I do because people are more valuable than things. And but, it, but letting someone go doesn't devalue them. No, no, no. How do we shift to this? Because this is talking about emotional connection to things, to inanimate objects. Yeah, yeah no, one of the things you have to really- But people are not inanimate, I'm saying, but like it transfers over. You have a hard time letting go of inanimate objects and human beings. Right. And the thing I always have to remind myself when you do have to let someone go is um, you're releasing them to be in the place they should be and releasing them from a place that isn't best for them. And you have to really, one, you should, you, you should always realize that as a boss, your job is, is like this dual relationship doing what's best for the company and what's best for the individual. Yeah. And um, if a person isn't in the right role, that isn't the best thing for them. And it's definitely not the best thing for the company. Maybe this is a controversial opinion or perspective, but I don't always, like, I tell some of our people and some of our teams, like, I can't wait till you're not working here and you're doing this. Mm-hmm. And then it messes with their head. And I, I didn't realize that, I, that it messes with people's heads that I say that. Yeah. Because it isn't that I don't think that mosaics not, I think it's the most important thing. I think church, building the church is the most important thing ever. But it is, you're, you can build it from both sides, from inside and outside. Of course. Right? Well, yeah. no, no, not of course. Because people can't get that. Yeah. You know what I mean? And I said to have breakfast with someone today or coffee. I don't eat breakfast. That's, breakfast is silly. Eat brunch. <laughs> um, the, the, uh, we sit down and, and he's like, you know, I've always been hesitant to serve because I feel like when you serve, you get stuck. And I said, no. I said, only people who get stuck are people who don't know how to say no. Right? Mm-hmm. I was like, like, just say no. Hey, I can't do it this week. I can do it only next week. He's like, I'm in town like once a month. And I'm mm-hmm. like, I don't want you to serve. That's a headache for me. <laughs> I was like, I want you to bring your friends to yeah. church. Yeah. And every time you're out in the world, bring them to church. You know, like, yeah. and we're sitting there having coffee and then we ran into this really cool art director guy and he was telling me about Mosaic. And I was like, see, that's your serving. That's you, you yeah. know? And I was like, you would be annoying to serve with because you, you know what I mean? Like you would yeah. be distracted all of the time. Well, I mean, I think sometimes in relation to the church, people don't realize that one of the great services that you can bring is being a connector. Yes. Of connecting people who are searching for God with a place that can help, help them come into a relationship with Jesus. It's yes. an incredible way of serving. And I think also, I think everyone should serve. And I told him, I was like, hey, don't, I was like, it's fine if you're not on a team, but be a part of all call. Get there 30 minutes early and be a part of our leaders meeting all call. There's like 150 people who just have the best time for 10 minute talk, like a five minute talk and a five minute like mm-hmm. conversation about what we're doing as a church and then goes into the gathering. And, but w- he also said this, he said, whenever I meet a girl that's cute, but I don't know if she loves Jesus or not, I just, I don't bring up Mosaic. I tell, he said like this, he goes, I know the Mosaic conversation's coming because if they don't want to go to Mosaic, I'm not going to date them. Mm. So I send them to Battle Ready first. <laughs> <laughs> so if you're listening right now, yes, and some guy friend of yours sent you to Battle Ready, it may be that he's trying to help you move into a conversation about faith and spirituality and about your relationship with Jesus. And 
which is a really a good sign because that means the guy isn't interested in just dating for dating's sake, but is looking for a long-term relationship and commitment. What I find fascinating is like I can't, it's such a luxury to not be like you. There is no world in which I'm not associated to Mosaic. Yes, that's true. Whether it's good or bad, right? Everywhere and you go. Everywhere I go. Everywhere. I, Speaking of that. Okay. I was on a plane last week to New York and then I had to fly from New York to Greenville, South Carolina. How You spoke at Clemson. Yeah. And then I took, uh, I went in a car an hour south. What'd you do Clemson. at Clemson? I spoke to the Clemson football team and got you to got meet Dabo Sweeney. That's and, amazing. And um, and they got the win, which was awesome. That's good because it's they've yeah. been they, they've been fighting it this year. Yeah. So when I flew into Greenville, my friend Eric Johnson picked me up. He's planting, uh, starting a church there called Studio. Okay. So he, I said, hey, I need a cup of coffee before I get to Clemson. So he goes, I got, I know a cool coffee place right here in Greenville. So we stopped right downtown, walked into a coffee shop. And the second I walked in, uh, a young woman w- ran up to me and said, Pastor Irwin, Pastor Irwin McManus, I can't believe you're here. Wow. And she goes, I'm a part of Mosaic. <laughs> and I, I'm in Greenville, South Carolina in a coffee shop I don't even remember the name of. Right. And so I'm running up and I said, so do you live here in Greenville? She goes, no, I live in Nashville. I just happened to be here working, came into this coffee shop, saw you, I couldn't believe you're here. And, but I've been going to Mosaic for eight years. And I've been a part of Mosaic Houses and everything. And I thought, yeah. it's amazing that you could fly across the country to someplace you've never been, some obscure little coffee shop in a small town called Greenville, and yeah. have someone run up to you and say, I'm a part of Mosaic, which I think is kind of a beautiful thing. That's really cool. I love that. And I think we have that around the world. It's just really special. So what do we want to get into? I know we've been talking for a little bit, but what do we want to, what did you talk about at Clemson? Well, you know, it, it was kind of a challenging moment because Clemson has been uh, a national power in football for years. And this year has been a bad year for them. It's been a down year for them. Okay. And they've had a lot of losses. They um, have not achieved the level of of excellence and uh, achievement that they are expected okay. uh, to have. And, and so it, it's easier to speak to a team when they're winning. In right. fact, one of the things that I think Davos said was that when they're winning, his phone never stops ringing from people who want to speak to the team. Right, because every speaker wants to be associated with the winning team, but this year they the, the phone has not been ringing off the hook. Right, and so I'm so glad I got to go speak to them this year. And um, and of course, one of the things I really want to talk to them because you know you have these young men who are playing a sport, and they can actually go out in this field and get booed by people, and I, I think it's amazing that that adults would boo college students who are playing a game to entertain them. Yeah as if somehow they're responsible to always meet their expectations. And, you know, yeah. I'm going, these aren't even professional athletes. So right. sometimes I think fans need to do like a soul check. Well, they're like semi-pro um, now. They can make money. They're just getting started. Only a few of them are going to really make money on their images and likeness. We won't get into that. Yeah. But uh, so one of the things I really did try to focus on is, um, is to realize that football is just a, a microcosm of life and that it's not all of life. It is a part of life, but how they handle adversity and how they handle disappointment will stay with them. And years later, the loss will not stay with them, but years later, who they become in the middle of that loss will be with them. And, and I think it's true for all of us that, you know, you don't really get shaped by your successes. You get shaped by your defeats. You get shaped by your failures. You get shaped by your disappointments and who you decide to become in those moments. That's really who 
um, you take with you into the next challenge. That's so it's really great you know, getting to have a conversation with these did they uh, win? These guys. They did win. That's They amazing. did win. Yeah. That's good. It's always nice to be there on a losing yeah. season and they and win I, when you're there. And I did a little talk based on my book, The Last Arrow, since Florida State has these, what, arrow or spears on their yeah, helmets. Yeah, yeah. I said, every time you see a Florida State helmet, I want you to be thinking about this last oh, arrow. That's so good. You're getting, you like <laughs> re reverse psychology. Yeah. I, I said, gave every, him what? I said, every time you see that, I want you to think about this guy who um, struck an arrow three times and stopped. And he, and he, uh, he lost the victory because he stopped striking. And I said, so when every time you see that Florida State helmet, you strike, you strike, you strike, you strike, you strike. They must have loved that, And you that, never huh? give up. It was- Did uh, they cheer? I, you know, I had goosebumps. Even hey, <laughs> when you give yourself goosebumps. You know, you're really going somewhere. I never understand people who hit people up to speak because I don't want to speak. <laughs> and yet tomorrow you'll be flying to Seattle yeah, to yeah. speak up there. Yeah. And I don't know. I don't say I don't know how I feel about it. I don't know if I'll do it again. Like I, I said, I didn't really want to do that anymore, and somehow I'm doing it. And I, we'll figure it out. But you actually love encouraging people. Yeah, I just you like, love inspiring people. I do. I do. I do. I don't like. We're not gonna get into that. <laughs> you don't like being a public personality or Christians that much. So I love people who love Jesus. I don't love uh, the Christian web of culture of yeah yeah shame culture and guilty culture and you know so but. Uh, but there's so much. You rolled past that so fast. No, there's so many. I was gonna say, no, there's so many more people who are for you, and who cheer you on, and yeah, and, yeah, and and who actually need people who have failed to get up and step into their own future and calling a destiny because yeah. it gives them permission and and hope that they can get up and be more. For sure. Yeah. We. Yeah. Yeah. Whatever. It's fine. It's just no. you're born into certain things and you just live with it. Um, what else? Well, I, I you know, I, I didn't want to leave too fast, even just the process of what we were doing in New York. And, um, you know, just, I think some of the inner working of even creating like a piece because it really relates to life and the dreams we try to pursue in life. Because, you know, when I first had the idea of creating the shorts out of the quilts, it didn't necessarily seem like a great idea. You know, and well, we'll uh, see if it's great. No one's bought in any yet, right? No, no. And this bought is bought in, no purchased. No one's bought in yet. That's what I was. That's my slang term. Okay, <laughs> no one has purchased, yet. <laughs> right? And, and that's a great question. So, it, does something have value because someone else values it, or does something have value because it's an authentic reflection of who you are? Mm -hmm. um, should you only create things that someone else will value, or right. should you also create things simply because they're, they're something that needs to be expressed out of your own creative essence? And I, and I think that's a, a great question in terms of art and design and creativity. Um, because I, I saw these shorts and I saw the hoodie in my imagination, and I, and, but I didn't know, one, you know, could we, make it in a way that would really work to would the material lend itself to look good right you know yeah and uh three would the material even feel good on a person's body when they're wearing them in shorts there's so much involved yeah, yeah. and then yeah and then it just it costs money so so if we made the shorts and made the hoodie and they were and we felt like no this is terrible 
it's a huge failure, right? Because, you know, we put money into it, we put time into it, put energy. And, uh, and then we would have had a product going, this doesn't work for anyone, not even for me. And, and I think that so much of life is like this because I think that if you wait to do something until you're, you're certain it can succeed, you will never um, actualize your most creative self. And I, I actually think that you have to create to the point where it doesn't work. Mm. That if you're not creating to the point where it doesn't work, you're not pushing the edges of your creativity. Mm-hmm. And, and, you know, so maybe that's like my challenge a little bit today is like, are you willing to push yourself to where it goes beyond where it works? And uh, otherwise you're always playing it safe. You're, you're just always, you know, doing just enough. And, and, and yeah, yeah, you can be successful, but are you really like testing your full creative forces? Mm. So true. I love it. Like I, what you, you took the, the Carhartts and then you took um, that military um, lining. Yeah. And you had a vision. Right. For how you wanted to design the pants. And, and I mean, the level of technique involved in making that one pair of pants is, is so intense. Yeah. You, you know, that when someone, when you end, you end up figuring out how to price it, people will not realize you're pricing such quality and such design, but you're not just that, you're, you're pricing courage because it took a lot of courage for you to start tearing everything up to make something. Oh, it's interesting. That, um, that you didn't know in the end whether it would be good. I mean, we've made a few things. No, no, where I knew it'd be good. No, I knew it'd be good. <laughs> yeah? Yeah. No, I knew it'd be good. I didn't know if that hoodie would be good. What? I, don't, I, don't, I didn't know if that hoodie would be good. <laughs> that hoodie, because the first one I was like, oh, yep, I was right. The thing looked bad. And yeah. then and they got better. Right, but, but even with the pants, we didn't know if they're going to be too short, if you're going to have enough material to make them long I enough. Still think they're, they're, I still think, I still have ideas, but I don't want to talk about it, that here. Yeah. No, 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 but I think this is important because, see, I think creativity takes courage. Right. And, and one of the great, one of the things that people don't factor in is the courage it takes to make things that we actually admire, to make things that are beautiful, to make things that, um, are aspirational and inspirational. Mm-hmm. Um, whenever you see something in, that you have this aha kind of moment, you go, oh, wow, mm-hmm. I can't believe somebody made that or somebody created that. You need to realize there's more than creativity there. There's more than design there. And there's more than craftsmanship. There's courage. Because that person stepped into an arena of creativity and did something no one else had ever done before. Right. It's incredible. Yeah. And, yeah, and it's true for, for it's true for life. You have <laughs> to have. Oh, and I, I just wait. A, hold on, but no even part. for that stuff, yeah. like when I, when we go and create clothing, and we go and spend time in the factory and develop and 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 design and work with different goods, like I'm far more inspired to do the mosaic stuff. So much. In fact, you know what I mean. It it, it actually gives me fuel for what I bring to mosaic. Yeah, and also I think it like. Yeah, yeah, hundred percent. Like it, it definitely drives me to go. Okay, like I'm, I'm. It's more of a natural fit too. Like I, I like being in an artistic space. Mm-hmm. And this is crazy because I would have never said I would it was an artist. And now I think I would prefer doing that than almost anything else in the world. Mm. Um, but I also think it's paired with that I love. Like I, I love mosaic. I love our church. You know, and I was sitting there with like a designer who did this jacket, like this huge rapper I ended up wearing on the cover of a magazine. We were talking, the first thing he says, like, you're the mosaic guy, right? I was like, <laughs> no, but sure. I'm the son of the guy that was from the mosaic guy. <laughs> and I was like, but I do go to mosaic. And he's like, man, I need church so bad. Mm. I need church so bad. He's like, there's no churches in New York that I 
that 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 I feel comfortable in. Like I need church, I need mosaic. And he doesn't even know mosaic. And it was just really a special thing. And I'm like, what we do as artists coming together and doing mosaic and the different things that we do, I think it's fueled with so much life because it's people who are going like, okay, obviously church is so important. The community is so important, but what are we bringing? Like what are the artistic things we're bringing mm-hmm. to this place? Whether it's business, whether it's, you know, there's everyone has some kind of different aspect of it mm-hmm. and bring it to this, this communal like well. And I think it's really beautiful. Mm-hmm. No, I, you know, I was just talking to um, one of your friends in London who's super gifted, you know, and has so much talent. And in the conversation, as he was processing the future and decisions, and I said, the next phase of your life isn't going to be about your talent. And it isn't going to be about your skill set because you already have those. Yeah. It, the next phase of your life is actually going to be all about courage. Yeah. The amount of courage you can actually muster up will determine the amount of vision you will live up to. Wow. And, and I, I find this to be, in many ways, a, a filter in life for people yeah that um we think the filter is intelligence or talent or some people think it's just opportunity and networking right, right. You, you know yeah. you just had better luck than me or something like yeah. that you know yeah. you, you knew someone i you know that knew someone yeah and but the truth is that um the 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 sift that actually filters out people um is courage and uh, it takes a lot of courage to risk. It takes a lot of courage to get back up after you failed. It takes a lot of courage to go against the grain. It takes a lot of courage to go against haters. It takes a lot of courage to go against critics. Yeah. And um, oh, we were watching a show last night. Mm-hmm. Like, keep going. You finish your thought. Yeah. I'll no. And I, and that's what I've just say to you know to me the if there's an overarching point I'd like to make today is that if there's anything that even you'll see a McManus gallery that you love, yeah, just realize. Um, there's, there's, there may be cotton, wool, cashmere, uh, there, there's thread, there are buttons, but the material you can't see is courage. Sure. Yeah. Uh, yeah. It's interesting. I would never have thought of it like that, to be honest. I would never think of it like that. So I wouldn't, yeah, I don't know. I, I my thing is perspective. Like I would say that, that, that courage paired with perspective, mm. cause you can create forever. And if you don't put it out there, then yeah. what is it? But perspective is, I think, the key ingredient so much. Like, can you have a perspective and have the courage to, to put right. it out there? And can you have the courage and, and actually have something unique to say? <clears throat> because I was talking, I talked with friends and, you know, we posted more of our process this time than we ever yeah. had before, um, which I think was really cool. And I was talking to someone, I was like, look, we're not the only ones working in this medium, like mm-hmm. do World War II, military green, and then like repurpose kind of goods and big bags and like mm-hmm. shirting. Like, we're not the only ones. There's lots of other people. Yeah. Um, we just have a unique perspective mm-hmm. inside of it. And so, you know, one that's joyful, one that's vibrant, one that's unique, one that's very different. And, and I think, yeah, hopeful. And hopeful. And mm-hmm. I... And so, you know, like I worked for brands that were really dark before, Mm -hmm. you know, like they made everything marble because that's how you do, you put, you do cocaine on marble. Like, like that, when I was asking behind some of the brand stuff, I'm like, this is so heavy. Mm. Why is why everything was glass and marble at, at the brand I worked at before, you know, just whatever, (laughs) it's fine. But like, and I didn't realize that that was what I was building Mm -hmm. and, and you kind of do and you realize like it's building party culture, it's building this culture. I was like, what are we building? We're building like life and vibrance and, and joy and, and, 
and and I think that's uh so perspective. I think perspective is is maybe like the top three things. Like, do do you see something different, and can you say it differently than someone else? You know, like yeah. And by the way, I, I think this it dovetails because to have your own perspective does take courage, because uh, most of us will simply see the world the way we're told to see it. Yeah, and uh, we just conform. Hmm. And uh, conformity is the path of least resistance. Hmm. And it takes, it, does, it takes courage to see things differently, to have your own unique perspective, and to trust that that perspective is valid hmm. and should be expressed in the world. Mm, I love it. Should we keep this one a shorter episode? Do you have anything else to say? No, I think that's good. I think that, um, um, yeah, I just want, you know, I, I want everything we do to inspire people to, to do life differently. Yeah. You know, I don't want it just to be, hey, that's a, I, I want, got to have those shorts or, you know, I love that jacket yeah. or whatever it is. I actually want people when they wear our clothes to, to begin to do life differently, to see life differently, to, to uh, not just be inspired by our perspective, yeah, but to be inspired to find a perspective for their life yeah, and, and to begin to live their life from that uniqueness. And yeah. I think that's a part of what, I want to do and, and uh, through the clothes we make is to get people up in the morning to see the world through a different lens. I love that. It's really exciting. I'm really excited for it. And also, just so you know, we're not giving up on, on the book club. We are not. I just had to take a sabbatical. <laughs> a and you know what? Well, I'll commit to what is that before your book club's over, I'll yes. come on and I'll have a, a special book club hour with all your people and we'll just do Q and A and we'll have a great time and, yeah, and we'll it. wrap up the whole book. I want to do at least two more weeks. Mm -hmm. <laughs> so I want to jump back on it next week when I'm back in town. Awesome. And then go two more weeks and maybe that, that last week you can do a Q and A and we can just like inter, inter, do more questions, more questions, more questions. But I want to say thank you to everyone who's been a part of the book club and that, that ride you guys are the most. I am, I'm still alive, I promise. I have not <laughs> fallen off the face of the earth. I'm so grateful. And honestly, like we're just, you know, like life is full. And, mm. and I'm, you know, I, I like when it's full, I get sad <laughs> when it's not so full. And now we're just in a chapter where we have to really keep building, keep growing, you know? Oh, when, um, when are the shorts going to drop? I don't know. I think next Tuesday. Uh, I think around November 15th. Yep. I think that's next Tuesday. All right. So, or next Monday. Yeah. So check out McManus Gallery next yeah. week for the first drop of our Christmas collection. All right. Also, if you have not rated and reviewed this podcast please do that on itunes do that on apple music um also listen to it on spotify and youtube wherever you're listening to we're grateful that you're with us uh we love you guys we're really really like excited for the next few weeks we're going to try to drop some battle ready merch at a at a much healthier price point um <laughs> and um yes before for, before christmas so you know stay stay uh stay watching stay leaning in we'll talk to you soon christmas Bye. is coming christmas is coming all right love you, Dad. Love you too.